calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And I came into like the final audition when they were putting families together. And it was me and one other girl. And I remember going in and, and for, my, for my family, there was a little a younger sister who looked like me. She had like brown hair and um, sort of olive skin. And I was like, yep, cool. She can be my sister. And then there was a, this little boy who played our little brother. And he was like, had like bright blonde hair <laughs> and like very pale skin and freckles. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, we'll, we'll make this work. Maybe. Like, that's fine. Like, I was, I was 15, so I was like, or 16, however old I, old I was. I was like, we'll be a family. And I remember absolutely, like, nailing the audition like I, like I never had before. Like, just being so, feeling it, really feeling the character's emotions and being in it and feeling like a big sister that was protecting her sibling. Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. If this is your first time tuning in, this is the show where I speak to fellow actors about their journey in the industry, and I make them share some sad or embarrassing audition stories, and we always have a great time. If you're not subscribed to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button right now wherever you're listening. You can also go to our show notes and check out the links there. We have a Patreon where you can watch the entire video of these interviews. There's Instagram, Twitter, all of that fun stuff over there in the show notes, so check that out. And if you would be so kind as to leave a lovely review for us, we would love you forever. Catching up on um, so many things in life, I feel uh, like I've been doing so many things and there's so many projects that are about to start, which I'm very excited about and I can't wait to share more with you. Um, Can't yet, but we will get there. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Today on the show, we have the wonderful, wonderful Mirabai Pease. She is so kind, so sweet. Uh, You may remember her from a couple of different New Zealand shows like Black Hands, Head High, Joint Venture, Harry. She is in the brand new Evil Dead Rise, and I'm so excited. We had such a lovely conversation, and I'm talking her into moving to LA so we can be friends. Um, So here is my conversation with Mirabai. And welcome to the show, Mirabai. 
Yay. Thank you so much for having me, Jillian. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to talk to you. It's so bizarre because you are in the future for me. I'm in Los Angeles and you're in New Zealand. And how is it over there? It's great. Yeah, it's great here in the future. Very similar. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's really cold. <laughs> oh, it's cold? Uh, yeah, it's really cold. It's, oh. it's, we're like, because are you in, what are you, is it hot there? You're in LA, We're right? like, yeah, we're like in spring right now-ish, but it's okay. like 75. Okay, yes. That's, yeah. We're Actually, we're maybe around there, but for me, that's quite cold. So I'm not <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I need it to be 90 and then I'll be happy. I need it to be 90 at all times. I get um, it. I grew up in Australia, so I'm, I miss oh. the heat all the time. You grew up in Australia, yeah. but you live in New Zealand now. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've lived here since I was like 12. So, Got it. But, I mean, I spent a lot of time in Australia. That's amazing. past then. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, obviously, we'll get to the new film that you're in because I'm so excited to hear all about it. But um, the first thing that I love to talk about on the show is how you got into being into an actor and, more importantly, why you wanted to be an actor. Yeah. Uh, as long as I can remember, I've wanted to be an actor for sure. I think that there's an obvious answer for me, which is I'm I'm a crew baby. So my dad was a first AD through my whole life. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. So I grew up on set and – but I think the confusion there is I, I'm a crew baby. So I'm a, my dad was a first AD. Right. So I was very much it's like. not like nepotism. A, oh my gosh, no. no way. Like I I love set and set always felt really tangible and the mm. film industry always felt really tangible. And I think I always looked at the actors like, oh, like that would be a fun thing to do. But um, But the acting side of it specifically, I think more came from being in such a creative household mm. and um. I actually went to a school in Australia called the School of Philosophy, um, what? called John Collette. Yeah, and we, it's, oh my gosh, I feel so lucky. I went there for like three years maybe because we moved around a lot. But um, you perform a Shakespeare play every year at the age of like five, six, seven. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so I, I really, I think that is really clearly like set in my love for acting because I knew what it was and I knew how complex it was from such a, such a young age um that's incredible training I mean to have parents who not only want you to explore that side of yourself but then put you into these situations so that you can is incredible yeah I'm I'm really lucky I think my mom my mom was also a screenwriter for a bit and um she's also a poet so I I am I, I definitely know how lucky lucky I am to have two really creative parents wow um yeah, and they've always supported this. They've, like, I was always like, I want to be an actor, you know, like, please, please. And they were like, well, let's see, like, let's see if you enjoy doing theater and mm. dance. And they never pushed me into it. it. It was, I think they were also a bit worried because they also know what it is. Right. Um, and how hard it is to be an actor. Um, it makes sense. Mm. I mean, any parent worries, I feel, if uh, their child goes into a creative field where nothing is certain and guaranteed or anything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my sister, uh, she is training to be an actor at the moment as well. And I am, when she told me she was doing it, I was like, are you sure you want to? Okay. No, I'm so excited for you. It's so fun. Yay. Welcome to the industry. Just like, You're be like, careful. I love you. Please be careful. <laughs> yeah, please. I love you so much. So what was uh what was that turning point for you where you took it into the professional side of acting? How did you get there? Yeah, um 
I think when I, I hit 12 and I'd been asking for auditions and for to my parents being like, please, like, dad, please put me in one of your movies. Like, bear in mind my dad, like, first ADing for, like, The Matrix and Titanic. Oh, my gosh. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, all these movies where it's like, yeah, I can't. No, that's not something I can do. <laughs> Miravai, I can't just put you in the matrix when you're one years old. I was like, why did you never do that? Um, so, so I think it got to 12, but I was, I, I was sort of smart enough to, to know I had to do this on my own. Mm. And I, I said to him, I was like, I want an agent. Like, how do you even know what an agent is? Like, I watch movies. I watch Disney Channel, Mom. I want... I know. What, I want an agent. I know what this is. <laughs> dang it! And I need an agent I'm, now. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I've. I've been doing Shakespeare plays for the last like five years. Let's let's do this. And so, uh, my mom like got me in touch with an agent, and I joined them when I was like twelve. And yeah, it kind of obviously I auditioned a, a lot mm-hmm. as a teenager, but in New Zealand, it's it's very different to as I imagine it would be for you over there. Like you're not really getting that many auditions. You're getting, honestly, when I was a teenager, it's probably like a couple a month if mm. I was I was lucky. And and there's not this big rush and like, oh, Hollywood, you're going to make it. It's more just sort of, oh, there might be a role in this New Zealand show. Um, let's have a go at it. So it was very normal for me all through high school. I lived a very normal high school life um, just doing musical theater. And I booked a few jobs, but it seemed more like a hobby where I was like, oh, I get like paid great like I'll go <laughs> use this money to watch more movies um so it wasn't really until I because I graduated school with a scholarship so I was also very like high achieving mm-hmm. and so I was like okay I'm gonna study like film and English and, like write like essays based on books and movies and that's that's gonna be fun um and I think I was in the midst of that and I was like wait where's acting and so mm. I, I decided to just audition and get into drama school and focus on it yeah. and so that was when I was like maybe 21 22 okay um and after drama school I think because you because I had that year of really cementing what I wanted to do committing mm-hmm. to it and also learning more about you know it's not just it's not just acting right. you know it's not just making like playing and doing you know, just having fun. and yeah. <laughs> It's so much more than that, um, which obviously you f- you find out as you get more jobs and, and you learn along the way. So, um, yeah, it was after then that I started booking more jobs and it, it really became, okay, this is something that I want to do. You brought up Probably. an interesting point about New Zealand film life, right, and how different it is over here. Because over here, it's like a rush. You're right. It's like everything's moving constantly. Things are going. If you're not on the train, then you're missing the boat. It's just, it feels like it never stops. And it sounds so much more quaint and like livable in New Zealand (laughs) because it can get very stressful here. And it's nice to hear that, um, you know, especially I feel like in your early years, you've had this experience of being able to be a bit more relaxed about it which is nice. I can't imagine what it's like, but I wish I could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really relaxed in New Zealand. And I think it's, it's both a really great thing. And also as you get older and you start to be like, Oh, Oh, this is my thing. This is what I love to do. And I'm not being allowed to do it all the time. Um, that gets stressful. Mm. But 
I think for the most part, I will forever be grateful that I got to be like cradled in this industry yeah. um, in New Zealand. Everyone is just loving and chill. And like, there's the other side of that where, you know, it, it's so chill to the point where I've, I've been on shows where like my green room is like the side of the road. Like, <laughs> and like, this is a professional paid show, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and, but New Zealand's just so chill. Like I'm like sitting on the side of the road, like eating my bagel and like having a chat to you know, whoever else yeah. in the crew. It, 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 and I love that about it. It's, you don't really get people are like, take me to my trailer and I need to like really decompress. Mm. Um, which you do also need though. I will say having experienced roles where yes. I'm like, I really need to decompress. There, Yeah. I mean, I think that's very <laughs> valid. There's definitely those roles where you're in situation, you have to put yourself in situations where you just, your brain can't even handle it anymore. And you're like, I need a, I need a moment. <laughs> Please give me a yeah. moment. Um, oh my gosh, for sure. So, what was like the first show that you that that you did then as as an adult, where you were like, "Oh, I feel like I'm I'm finding my stride and what I want to accomplish as an actor." Ooh, feeling okay, my stride. I think there were some shows that I did that I felt like I was finding my stride, but mm -hmm. I think what really um, made me feel oh, I've been given a role that someone's trusted me with a character that I can hold um, and that I feel challenged with was I did a show called The Golf, um, which I think is a New Zealand German co-pro. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's some sort of co-production that we that we had here in New Zealand. And uh, my character, up until then, I'd played lots of like teenagers. Um, she was a teenager, but you know, sort of just light, fun, easy right. cheerleader. Yeah, fun, fun kind of characters. And so she was the first one that um, her dad had, had died and she was uh, really grieving that and, and working out sort of where to go from there. And I was just so grateful to have that um, that space to, to go in and be like, oh, what? so what does that feel like to be in that situation? Mm. And... I'm such an empathetic person and I think really, I think it's not really like bizarre. They have to be. And so that really made me go, oh, no, I can do this. I can, I can really do this. And I love doing this. I love being able to understand human experience and these people's situations. And yeah, that, that I think the golf was a real turning point and, and, and knowing and being really confident and mm. yeah, I've got this. I can do this. So funny. I experienced the same thing with, um, a film that I did where it was also about, it was about losing my dad. And it was, and I think there's something to that, especially when you've been an actor your whole life. Um, it's like, you do get those kid roles and you get the fun roles and you get the, like, I'm a little prop over here role. And I, my, what I do doesn't really, you know, conflict in the story or anything. And then you get something yeah. like that, where it's like, you have to actually put yourself in a situation that you haven't been in. And you're like, whoa, this is, it's, it's like life altering. I mean, I, I feel the same way. It's like that role will always stick with me because it was so difficult not to, you know, necessarily get there, but to live in it. It was difficult to live in it. Yeah. It, and, and that is also something I love. It's, it's like before I, whenever I do a role that is requires going somewhere, I, my body's like, whoop hey you've tricked me into doing this before and I don't know if we want to do this and I'm like I have to have that conversation with my brain and my body being like 
I promise you afterwards, you're going to feel amazing. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not all just like, oh, like I'm trying to like feel sad. No, it's like we're going to honor this person's experience mm-hmm. because this is so many people's experience. It's, it's really not hard to go there because it, it, we're all human. We're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to – let's do this. And, and <laughs> sometimes my body, I really, I really, that's when directors come in handy. Cause I, sometimes I need the director to be like, Mirabai, do you know what's happening? And then immediately it's like a switch. It's like, oh yeah, sorry. Yep. I was, <laughs> and my body convinced me that we, we just needed to do this scene smiling. <laughs> my body betrayed me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I get that though. And it's interesting that you say too about, um, about like specific scenes and, and how it, it affects you. I I remember there was one scene where it's like, it was the most heartbreaking scene to film. But the second we were done with it, I was like, oh my God, that was the my best work. That was the most incredible feeling I've ever had. And it's like so funny as actors where we're like, we torture ourselves. And then we're like, that was incredible. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes us sound like say this or something, but it's not, it's, it's catharsis, right? It is. It's- because you pent it up. Everyone does. And it's it's like free therapy. You know, you Truly. get to just like let it all go every every time you need to. And oh, yeah. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. And back to the show. Well, that brings me to my next question that I've been asking people lately because I, I've loved learning this is, do you have a process when you get a script for an audition? Do you have any little superstitions that you take into the room with you? Is there certain things that you have to do to each script so that you can, you know, uh, understand it however it is that you need to understand it? I definitely do. When I came out of acting school, I had a million different like <laughs> techniques that have been given to me. And I would like, cause I also am such a, a nerd, I guess, or I just love, I love learning. I would try and do all of it to every script oh, beforehand, man. which it's like, who has got time for that? And also like, is actually not that beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just like 
getting in your head. And so I've sort of, I've slowly found the thing that really works for me. And at the moment, because I know it's always changing because mm-hmm. I'm always learning, but at the moment it's really, um, it's creating memories for my character. Like mm. as soon as I get a script, I ask, I, first of all, I ask, Hey, can I get the whole movie or can I get the whole pilot episode or as much as you can give me, please give me. And then I'll, I'll read through it and figure out, okay, so these are all the memories that I need to create for my character based on the audition script. So that then when I'm going into the audition, whenever I'm saying, you know, whenever I'm saying, or well, I don't like to think of it on those lines, but you know, whenever my character's saying her right. thoughts, she is, um, th- those memories are there. Mm-hmm. So the life is already there. I don't have to sort of come up with, something in the moment it's just like set in me and this isn't something I've this is from Tanya Nolan from I think it's she works here and and in LA she's Mm. like part of the Margie Harbour acting studio so yeah yeah absolutely so I'm really into that at the moment um aspects of that so this isn't the whole technique but I'm yeah the memories really stuck with me because I think imagination is I wrote it off for so long because I was like oh I'm just gonna substitute and you know I'm just gonna be really real but um, as I've done more learning, I've really realized that actually no imagination is uh, the same as memories. Because mm-hmm. whenever you remember something, it's just you remembering the last time you remembered it. So yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to be like, hey, brain, here's a new memory. Uh, here are all these memories for this new character. And then you're like, oh, crap, is that actually me? Um, so yeah, <laughs> and then I you really have an identity like crisis and you're like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and then I get too attached to my characters um, and really get sad when I have to leave them behind. Yes. Um, yeah, I so I do that. And then also, I you know, like there's – I'm so – like I'm always way too early. Like I'm ready so early I that now that. it's got to the point, yeah, where I'm like I try and make myself late because late is 10 minutes early. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's so uncool to be there for half an hour sat in your car and all these people auditioning that you know – like walking past and they're like oh my gosh you're so desperate you're here this early no it's called like late anxiety and not wanting (laughs) to be late I don't want to be late I can't be late it's so like I always have a book in the car for this reason because I'm like I know I'm gonna be sitting here (laughs) absolutely it's and it's it's so good and I mean look there's been moments I mean maybe earlier in my career but maybe still where I'll get to even set like an hour early and I'll just sit Hang out. and like the crew, sometimes the crew hasn't even arrived. <laughs> like no one's there. I'm like, am I at the right place? I'm like, oh wait, no, I'm like two hours early. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'll go, I guess I'll go get a coffee. Uh... Yeah. Wow. So time's a big one. I think that's a superstition for me. It, it's like time. I get it. I yeah. mean, nobody wants to be late because then that's just a horrible impression on like you as an actor and as a person. And it's just not good to be late. You don't want to keep casting waiting. No, absolutely not. And I think I really have a fear of wasting people's time mm-hmm. as well. That's, which is, yeah, is a hard thing to admit. But something I really realized doing a play recently, um, I, I had a few conversations with the director where I was like, but in this moment, don't you think it needs to be faster? I feel like I'm wasting their time. And she's like, hold on, what do you mean you're wasting the audience time? You, they're here to watch you. They're here to watch this experience. And mm. so I'm trying to turn that around at the moment as well. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about your new movie, 
Hello, Evil yes. Dead guys. Uh, tell me all about it. I'm so excited for this. I am such a horror fan. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm also a horror fan. And so oh, it was such a dream to to get cast in, in Evil Dead Rise. I, I remember getting the script for the first time and reading it. And I just, I knew it would be a good movie because I, I love horror. And Lee Cronin, the director, writer, he just... He just gets it, you know, mm-hmm. you can just tell he's he's someone that really loves the genre and loves doing what he does. Um so I just I had the best time. I really did. I was it was like I was in heaven. <laughs> like <laughs> I remember after the my one of my first days of filming, I called like so many of my friends. Um <laughs> but I called I called my brother, well, kind of my brother, and and I was like, okay, I was just shaking. I was like driving on my way home and I was like, I just have to tell you I had the best day of my life. It's like, oh, you finished filming? I was like, I can't explain, like, how happy I feel. I was, like, crying. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think also because the character, you know, goes through a lot. So I was probably also taking a bit of that energy, that, like, frantic energy right. into the into the conversation. <laughs> you're still coming down from the high of acting. And then you're like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, this is the best feeling ever. <laughs> that's amazing how was the audition process for for this film what was it like for you because I imagine it was during pandemic times still a little bit it was yeah no it definitely was um because when we filmed it it was sort of pandemic post kind of in the middle yeah. pandemic times um but yeah I would have auditioned I actually had an in-room audition for it it might have been back when New Zealand was like one of the only countries yes like we didn't have any COVID for a while. I know. I, I forgot <laughs> that you guys lived in a magical land. Yeah. So no one could get in and like, we couldn't really get out. So it was a bit like, Hey, you're stuck in New Zealand. But um, <laughs> lucky for us, it just meant, you know, we were still going to the movies and like to bars and restaurants and amazing. And we were still able to audition in room, which was, um, I'm so happy, especially for horror because I, re- I remember doing the audition and I got the audition and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so much action. Mm. You know, like she turns around and she runs and she sees the thing and she screams. And I mean, I've done those auditions before, but this one felt, it felt special because I felt the writing was really, um, really helped, helped that situation. Mm-hmm. It gave you the imagination that you needed. But yeah, no, I, re- I remember going in and, and, um, the casting agent was like, okay, this is like, this is a, this is going to be a really big project, I think. And I think you're really, you're good for the role. So let's, let's do a really good uh, audition. And yeah, I just, it was, I, it was one of those things where I just really had to see everything around me because I really wanted them to see the fear and, um, and then the scream, you know, screaming. I love screaming. (laughs) I have like a real guttural scream. So I made sure to like scream a lot and I wondered, I was like, is that why I got the role? Um, <laughs> hey, but, whatever works, yeah. right? <laughs> what Exactly. Whatever works. I'd actually, funnily enough, like when I was younger, I used to do loop group for like Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh, wow. So I used to do all the screams. I used to do all the screams for a lot of the characters. <laughs> um, so it was nice to actually be in it. But yeah, no, it was just the one audition and then I didn't hear anything. And so I was like, oh, okay, probably didn't get it then. Fine. Um whatever. <laughs> I guess I'll move on. I guess I'll move on. Uh, but I really, I, I think I knew I, I thought I would get it. So I was surprised because it just felt like my, my character. Um, mm. Cause she was like, she reads and you know, she's a bit of a, a geek and 
I studied studied English at uni and you know, I just I just felt like there were so many connections I was like this is me they've written me mm-hmm. in a horror film so then one time I was with my cousin and my godson and I get a call from my agent and they were like oh you got the role for Evil Dead Rise and I was like what I auditioned for that months ago but okay wow. great let's do it <laughs> you're like hallelujah I knew it I wasn't wrong <laughs> yeah I know yeah because you I feel like you get a I don't know I, I really get gut feelings when I I'm like oh this is I'm gonna get this one and then also gut feelings when I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get this one. I think there is something yeah. to it, too. It's like how how much you can connect to the character and all that stuff. So when you know when it's like, oh, I I know I know this person. I know this character. I, I know that I am the only person who can play this. It's true. Like you get that weird feeling where you're like, well, I have it. Not to be like yeah. conceited, but it's like this is me. It's it, exactly. And and I think it's also when sometimes when I feel that, but then I, I look at the the character's family that's maybe been cast. Mm. And even though I'm like, oh, this character's me, but I don't, maybe I don't look like the role. Mm-hmm. That's when, that's when I know, okay, this gut feeling is just like, I want the role, but mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to get cast in this. Whereas um, luckily for Evil Dead Rise, you shouldn't have, or she had a cousin, but there wasn't family. Cousins had to, can be anything, right? Cousins can be anything. And exactly. So, um, <laughs> That was, yeah, I was happy for that. <laughs> Is there any fun uh, stories from set that you can share without spoiling anything for people? Ooh, um, uh, I did it with a really good two, well, I mean, Anna-Marie and Richard. You kind of know everyone in, in, in New Zealand. So the two actors, that the one that plays my cousin and then her, her boyfriend, we we were so like excited to be working with each other. And I just remember like being in, in the cast tent waiting room or whatever with Richard and we've worked a lot together it, this is maybe like our first project together or wow. something um yeah and and just sort of I was like hey this is this is a really this is a big one this is exciting like I don't know if you're a horror fan but I am so I know how much this means and um we just like set up our phone and we actually did like a, a podcast interview <laughs> like this where I was like I think I was like interviewing him about I mean it was very like playful and funny but um, we just did that to, to, to pass the time until I think until it was like, okay, now we're doing it. And then I was like, oh yeah, okay, get into character. But, um, oh. yeah, it was, at, it was at a beautiful lake as well. Oh, that's nice. Like, yeah. Like, cause they filmed all of it in the studio and then like the crew got to come out to this lake with us and they were, they were so stoked. So I feel like we also got the crew on a really like fresh, yeah, fresh level. Everyone was excited you know? to be outside and see the sun. <laughs> Yes. And oh my gosh, yes. I remember like Mitzi, um, like one of my favorite makeup artists in the world. She had these big orange sunglasses <laughs> and I was just like sitting there like in the sun, sunbathing, like between takes, um, looking not best for wear mm. without any spoilers. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. But, um, but, and she like gave me her sunglasses and I was just like sat there just like <laughs> basking with, you know, I think it's not a spoiler if I say there was like there, I, there was blood on me. You know, well, it's a horror. It's a like, horror film. You can say there's blood on you. Whose blood was it? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Um, well, I'm so excited to see it, and it's gonna be a hit. Obviously, I mean, it's Evil Dead. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It really is, and I'm not just saying that because I'm in it. I would be a fan <laughs> of it otherwise. Uh, well, on this show, we like to share audition stories. I know you shared your audition uh, for Evil Dead Rise, but is there an audition story that you'd like to share with the listeners that's a bit more chaotic or upsetting? 
a bit more chaotic or upsetting. Ooh. <laughs> um, I think, oh gosh, like there's, when I was younger, I think, I think that the stories when I'm younger are maybe a bit more interesting because everything hit, hit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I remember I was up for like a, a big, a big New Zealand show. And I was, I was maybe 16 or 15 and it was the lead character. And I'd wow. done quite a few auditions. Um, and I really felt like the character was mine, but something felt like, oh, okay, there was a whole fan. This is why I brought up the family thing. Cause it's just, it's always been something, but there was a whole family that needed to be cast around my character. And I came into like the final audition when they were putting families together and it was me and one other girl. And I remember going in and, and for my, for my family, there was a little a younger sister who looked like me. She had like brown hair and um, sort of olive skin. And I was like, yep, cool. She can be my sister. And then there was a, this little boy who played our little brother. And he was like, had like bright blonde hair <laughs> and like very pale skin and freckles. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, we'll, we'll make this work. Maybe. Like, that's fine. Like, I was, I was 15, so I was like, or 16, however old I, old I was. I was like, we'll be a family. And I remember absolutely, like, nailing the audition like I, like I never had before. Like, just being so, feeling it, really feeling the character's emotions and being in it and feeling like a big sister that was protecting her sibling. Mm. And then I walk out and I saw the, the other girl that was going for my part. And not only was she older than me, she was, like, maybe 20 auditioning to play 16, mm-hmm. which now that I've been 20 playing 16, I know that it's a, it's a safer casting. Yeah. But I was like, oh, hi. And she had blonde hair and mm. looked like the little boy. And so I was like, oh, no. And she went in. And so me and the younger sister came out, but the boy stayed in. Oh. And so then she went in and someone else who would play the little went in for their audition. And I just knew as soon as I saw them, I, I left and I, I just cried. I just cried. I was like, cause I, cause I felt the audition. I felt that I did such a good job. And then I, I remember calling my mom and being like, I don't think I got it, mom. Like this older girl who's so much better than me, she went in and, and obviously, yeah, I didn't get it. Um, And I look, I don't think it would have been, you know, the one that got it way, but right. it was just when you're, when you're young, and you don't get something because of what I think was what you look like that really that really sucked um and it was the first experience of that and yeah those are the and now hardest. I get it. you you can get it right but it's like it's the hardest to get over especially when you are 15 16 I have a few stories like that where it's like the trauma just yeah. sticks with you no matter yeah, what I was like getting a bit teary just then I was <laughs> yeah. like gosh, this isn't a chaotic story. This is actually like little Mirabai, like coming out and being like, oh my gosh, it used to really hurt. Yeah. It's, it's cause it's, you know, most kids don't experience that type of total rejection, you know, where it's like this large thing that affects many people. It's like, you know, you can lose a soccer game or you can be bad in the talent show, but it's like when you're a professional actor at that age and you lose a job, it's like, whoa, that's, that's a whole job. It's, you can feel it. And you're so connected to the character yeah. too, that it's like, it's heartbreaking when you don't get to actually play it. Yeah, it really, it really is. And yeah, you're so right. It is so hard to do when, you know, you're, a t- especially when you're a teenager and, and rejection, like mm. 
you know, already you're starting to like maybe date or whatever yeah. and maybe be like rejected by, you know, people that you're dating. But I, it's like adding that layer of rejection on really does make you question yourself. And I think my mom was worried for a bit about me being an actor and being able to handle the rejection. Mm. But then you get a thick skin. Then you get a thick skin. And then skin, you almost. Yeah. And then you're just like, everything's great. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you just bury it yeah. and you let it come out when you get the roles that you can like, exactly. let loose in. Bury that in, save it up. It's bury like a that. bank, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, what's next for you? Are you are you ever going to come to the States and make a go for it? I think I will. It's I think it's been something. It's been coming for a while. Um, but I, I just, I, I love New Zealand so much, but I, I think I'm, I'm, I've got plans. I'm going to be in the States, I think this year, um, at some point. And yeah, I love it. There. I actually spent a lot of time in LA when I was a bit younger and mm. it's, it's so different to New Zealand. I mean, I, I think I people are so, New Zealand, so I, I don't it's really different, <laughs> but I it's imagine like the it. opposite. People are probably sick of like New Zealanders coming to America and being like, oh, diners, oh my goodness, like, oh my gosh, things are open past like five, like 5 p.m. or I don't know, like <laughs> you can't get coffee like after three or what? 2 p.m. in New Zealand. Yeah, it's like, it, it's like we're a proper country, but <laughs> LA is just, it felt like everything was open and on all the time That's and true. you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, so I'm true. excited to go back. And experience it as like a a bit older. Well, we're excited to have you back. You got to hit me up when you get over here. Um, Oh my gosh, I will. (laughs) I need a friend. I'm here. I'll take you out. I'll show you you all the places. (laughs) Uh, Where can people follow you on social media so they can keep up with you and all the fantastic things you're doing? Uh, They can follow me on Instagram. My name is Mirabai Hayes on Instagram, I think. Um, and that's, yeah, that's it. That's all you need social these media. days. So it's all there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. else has gone downhill. Twitter's out the door. Facebook hasn't been used yeah. in years. And I'm not, I don't understand TikTok yet. I've tried. Which. It's not fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I get addicted. I'm t- and I don't want to get addicted. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, well, I've had such a great time talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I cannot wait to see Evil Dead Rise. And I'm so excited to see what you do because I think you're going to kick ass out here in LA. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. It's, it's been really fun. Thanks again to Mirabai for coming on the show. Check out Evil Dead Rise in theaters now. Go go see it. I'm going to go see it probably tonight. So check it out and uh, tune in next week for another fun-filled episode. And as always, thanks for coming in. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.